Do you experience every emotion, but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Welcome, Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. That was so delayed. Did you not see me counting you in? Okay, so the the Zoom version of a podcast might create some problems. We were trying to say welcome back at the same time, but the Idaho-Texas internet connection might not be perfect. Unlike our connection, better bang. (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back. We're so happy you're with us. We love the, I love the first episode because we love making it. We're so excited to really just have some fun. We got into some deep things last time, but we have more fun things to get into. But first, we are constantly sending each other stories that are crazy, blowing our minds. (laughs) We thought we'd do a segment of, we can't believe we read this. And Alexa sent me one. I'm going to let her lead this off. This This has been a week of of pageants, of queens. Miss USA was crowned. Miss Rodeo USA was crowned. And the story came up on Instagram. So how appropriate that I run into the queendom, right? Um, Okay, guys. Well, first I got to give some credit. I actually read this on History Photographed. And it was a story written and shared by Inside History on Instagram. If you don't follow them, you need to. The headline was Miss Wyoming winner being arrested for kidnap in 1977. So let me just jump into this, guys, because this is wild. Um, so I read this and I instantly sent to Catherine. I said, oh my gosh, you're queen sisters. <laughs> I'm sorry, Catherine. Being a former queen, I just have to poke the bear sometimes. But it says, former beauty queen, Miss Wyoming winner, 1973, Joyce Kenny, arrested by police after kidnapping a Mormon missionary, Kirk Anderson, from his church and forcing him to be her sex slave for three days in 1977. Kenny was, uh, wait, yep, absconded from the United Kingdom and was allowed to reside in the United States with falsified a passport. In 2008, it was learned that she made five clones of her pet pit bull in South Korea and was subsequently charged with plotting to have a teenager break into a house to raise funds, what, for a prosthetic leg for her horse. Then in 2016, she sued someone for making a documentary about her. Then she drove over and killed a 91-year-old Holocaust survivor with her truck and fled the scene in 2019. Police later found her truck parked near the Hollywood Burbank Airport. They pondered how they would get the woman out. Then she stepped out on her own, apparently unaware of the detectives. She dropped her pants and urinated as officers looked on. The detectives then walked up and started questioning her. She was eventually declared mentally unfit to stand trial in order to be housed in a mental health facility. And while I'm not laughing at that by any means, the whole story itself was, I just don't even know what to say. I have so many questions. 
but this also led the question in my mind of at some point we should look up the craziest pageant and beauty queen stories and crimes. And just to clarify for those of you listening, I was a rodeo queen, not a pageant queen. <laughs> I just felt I like you need a little pageant queen though. I could see Beth having you in little cute pageant outfits as a child. Yeah, I didn't know pageant things. I think it's really funny though, because I didn't decide to be a rodeo queen either until I was in my 20s. And I only ever did three pageants. My whole rodeo queen career was three years. So it was- And she won all of them. Uh, I have something funny. I don't know if my husband would kill me for saying this, but he won pageants as a child. Tell me everything immediately. (laughs) We should call Jennifer. adorable child and he won some children pageants I don't remember she bribed him with something like if you did this oh my favorite part is every time he won she'd take him to like the Walmart photo center and take pictures of him with his crown and stuff (laughs) anyways so if you want a fun fact about my husband I'm probably butchering this and saying it wrong so sorry this is not a credible source because obviously I was not there I will make it my personal mission to find these photos I have them I am beyond excited. Okay. Well, listeners in just over a week, I will be in Texas. I will find these photos. I have a feeling that Sage will not allow these to be posted, but I will describe them in great detail. Yes. He's probably pretty proud of it. Honestly, Sage had an interesting life. It wasn't that story crazy. Like this Joyce McKinney lady clones her pit bull, breaks into house for a prosthetic leg for her horse, runs over a Holocaust survivor. Like this lady just is like bam 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 that's a lot it's something that you can't make that stuff up and as funny as some of it does sound something that I think it really brings up is there's such a mental health crisis people are not getting the help they deserve just something that's so sad but that is a crazy story I also have to say speaking of things we've read we, we heard from a few people asking Alexis why she didn't like Cavalier King Charles Dude, I like the dog. I don't like King Charles. Like, and I don't even dislike him. I just, I cannot believe that the number of people that wrote back and think I'm a dog hater. Guys, I like dogs more than human most days. She literally bought my Cavalier a cardigan for Christmas to match her dog Winston's cardigan. So our dogs have matching outfits. So guys, if you're listening, I love my dog. I love Catherine's dog, who is a Cavalier. And I'm glad we cleared that air. Um, some other stuff's been going on. My life, I just got back from Hawaii. You just knit a sweater. Let's <laughs> just jump into that. That was the most anticlimactic. Like, wow, Alexis did this really fun, cool thing. And Catherine knit a sweater. But really, <laughs> I have never knit a pullover jumper sweater. And my dad's mom, my granny, knit a ton. Super amazing crafter. And so I'm super excited that I finally, I finally am catching up on all of the, all the knitting adventures. Guys, but my favorite part of this is she sends me the color of thread. Should I do royal green or gold? My favorite part of this was she didn't want to do gold because she thought it looked too Weasley, like off of Harry Potter. It's a legitimate thing. Okay. For those of you that don't know, I love Harry Potter. I have read the books. A million times. I have been working on getting Alexis to read Harry Potter. We do all the fun Harry Potter things. And I thought I probably needed a Weasley sweater and I was going to make my dog a matching Weasley sweater. And I'm pretty excited about it. All I'm hearing from this is we've got to get her a manual. 
think her mom would agree. Um, you can still knit with your man, your dream man. Yeah, maybe he really needs a new sweater or some mittens or. Yeah, I'm trying know. to think like what guy. I was watching Outlander. I'm trying to finish it. And Roger on there kind of reminds me of your perfect guy. Like he goes down with whatever, would travel across the sea, got sold into a Native American. If you haven't watched it. I'm sorry. I'm spoiling everything, but um yeah Roger is like a guy for Catherine he's got an accent she loves Loves. boys with accents I I love a good foreigner of your date life like (laughs) we always end up back here I did date someone named Jamie from the Highlands when I lived in Scotland so I was kind of ahead of the outlander trend is what I'm going to say but yes Roger would be perfect he also has the historical background and I love that yeah exactly that's what I'm saying Perfect. Um, what are you watching right now? We're still, sorry guys, I'm drinking coffee, which doesn't say anything about what time of day it is. I could be drinking coffee at literally any time of day, but still living my best one tree hill life. It is crazy. It's a roller coaster. I introduced my mom to one tree hill this week. She she was a little confused because we are deep, deep into it. And I was really kind of judging the whole show when I was trying to inform her about now these two guys, they have the same dad, but they weren't friends when they were kids and he murdered his brother. <laughs> Catherine's spark notes were very dramatic. Honestly, your mom, I listen to this, like, why did Alexis hook my daughter on this stupid show? But it's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. What are you watching? I just finished Ginny and Georgia and it was really cute. Did you watch anything on the plane or how is the plane with steel almost one year old all the way to Hawaii? The flight out there, not so bad, right? We had fun. Um, he got watered out by day four. So we get in the point he just had the grumpiest face. Um, it was fun. Um, but we did this is so bad. The flight back last night was so brutal. If you have kids or you're Catherine and you've been around my kid a lot, there's a thing is being touched too much right you get out touched like I'm just so over touched today and last night the second flight for the first five hours he slept most of it okay good I got to watch Outlander I didn't have to do that with the child in a long time the second flight we had a three-hour layover in San Diego Catherine and the two-hour flight to Austin from San Diego my child was climbing up the seats backwards throwing his head and trying to do flips in his car seat then he crawled all over Sage and I. Sage finally just put his headphones in and watched a football game. So I'm stuck with a little crazy psychopath. And yes, I called my child that uh, because at one point I pulled the tray down at the airplane and I was so tired of him like having to tell him no, not to hit me that I just laid my head down and just let him play drums on the head. I was like, I'm so out touched right now. And we got home at 2.30 and he was like, I still want to play. Played till about 4.30. Yeah, and it's just been... It's wild. Having kids is crazy. You guys like you love them so much, but you just get so out touched. Like I'm just so overtouched. He's, he's a wild man and in the best way, but you have to tell them how tough he is with his big fall in Hawaii. That blew my mind. So guys, my child, keep in mind, right? He is the chillest, coolest baby ever. And he's so tough. Like I can tell he's like his dad because he, I went in there real quick to go to the bathroom in my room. I let him play in the living room, which we went with my friends, Sammy and her little ones. And so they were playing too in the living room. 
And I literally stepped out of the room for like, not even a second. And I heard, uh, and I walked around the corner and there's like, this is so bad. I checked his whole body. I'm like, okay, what hurt on him? Didn't see anything. I walked into Sammy and she's like, why is his mouth bleeding? Guys, he had blood all over his mouth. He had a little, um, like, what's it called? Lip tie, you know? And he cut it completely in half, severed it himself on the side of his hair, was bleeding everywhere, wasn't crying, was actually laughing through it. This is when I knew my child was next level. He laughed through it. And then, yeah, just was in pain the whole time. And that same night, guys, he sucked on a pineapple. Think of the acid in that with your mouth being cut open. And he just like went it a little bit and went for it. I'm like, you child, you're, you're another level. His love of food really does kind of surpass everything else in his life. Like he loves his mom. He loves his mom. He loves his dad, but food is just about, I think his third love of his life. And it's not surprising. He loves sour things. He, and he's tough. He gets it from both mom and dad. So I am not surprised how tough he is. You know, crazy thing, PTSD, speaking of crazy stuff um, in my child, this is when I was rushed to the hospital a year ago and I was bleeding out. I didn't know if I was going to live. So I literally, tomorrow's the day that um, I got rushed to the hospital. For those of you who don't know, I guess I should probably give a little preface to this. Catherine knows a lot of it because obviously she's my best friend. But last year, um, this is so crazy. I, I haven't even talked about it, so it's a little hard, but I went to the chiropractor, came home, and my dog, Pippa, was acting really weird around me. And I told Sage, I was like, God, I think I, my water just broke. And that was seven weeks early with my son. And I was like, that's not possible. There's no way my water broke. I went to the bathroom and I was bleeding out really, really bad. Like it was horrendous. Um, it was filling my tennis shoes up so that I can tell you how bad it was. I called my parents and I was like, you need to come get my dogs. And Sage took us to the hospital. This is my favorite part, guys. Um, the guy was helping another woman with a wheelchair. So I walked up to the third story of this building, bleeding out. There's blood trails behind me, trying to get to um, labor and delivery. And I was in there for 14 days. I got preeclampsia. My placenta ruptured. All these crazy things happen. And when people are like, that freaks me out. I don't want to freak them out because it was such a 1 million thing like, guys. When I say that it doesn't this, the way this happened, doesn't happen to a lot of people. I just knocked out every bad thing right off the start. So we were good. Um, but yeah, when you become a mother, you're next level tough. I don't even know how to put it in. I know that not everybody's experience is like this, but like I quit breathing at one point, I almost died. Um, my son could have died. He was born at four pounds and 11 ounces. Um, so now we're about to celebrate his first birthday. So it's kind of like, you know, that feeling like you think back of something traumatic and you're so thankful, but at the same time, it's like haunting because you just remember all the pain. And at the time I had so much pain. I put on 47 pounds in two days, Catherine. I took a catheter without even being drugged up on anything. Like there was just so many things that like looking back, I'm just like, Ooh, like it was so worth it. Don't get me wrong, but crazy. I'm glad I'm talking to you about it. I haven't and talked to anyone. It's a, it's a celebration of you being that tough. And yes, we have kind of joked before that steel is the ultimate, most wonderful prize. However, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. We were talking about this and the two of us tend to be, we're perfectionists. We're harder on ourselves than anybody else is on us. And I literally told her when we were in Las Vegas for the national finals rodeo, we were talking about outfits, talking about things, and she was being hard on herself. And I said, Alexis, how long has it been since you tried to die on us? So we definitely have bonded over the fact that we both have had some serious health issues and just craziness. But yes, he gets that toughness from both sides. And I'm so excited because it is, it's a celebration, not just of steel, but of yes, you mostly, but both you and Sage going through that incredibly difficult time. At one point, this is what really kind of gets me. At one point, Sage said he walked into the room Alexis was in. His wife was said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong room. That's how swollen and sick she actually was. So scary. So anyways, my husband was a saint guys. He never left the room. He would kill me for telling you this, but I was so sad. I didn't get my nails painted before I went to delivery. He painted my nails in the hospital. He literally gave me showers every day. Like he carried me to the restroom and sat there and waited. Like if I can say anything, it's my husband is when you pick your partner, you want that partner. And he is that guy. But we went past the day I finally got to walk. I was pushing a wheelchair because my goal, I wanted to hold my son so bad and they wouldn't let me until I could walk and I was strong enough. And so I did a lap around and we walked past my room that I was in. This is before they took me up and strapped me down because they thought I was going to have seizures. And he said, that's the room I thought I lost my wife in. And I was just like, Ooh, like I totally didn't even think of it from his perspective, which is so selfish in the moment, but you're not thinking of stuff like that. Like, yeah. So if you're listening to this, honey, I love you. You're a saint and we need to get on some happier stuff. We do need to get on to some happier things, but I think that'll probably be a theme of every episode is what a Saint Sage actually is. <laughs> right. But you know what we're doing today? I'm so pumped to do this. We're going to do some fun questions with each other. We each have 10 questions. We're going to ask each other. And here's the thing, Catherine, I'm going to change the rules on us. We're not allowed to edit anything. This is going to be entertaining and exciting and full of shenanigans. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, guys. So we're going to jump in. Who wants to go first? I'm just going to preface this with, I am such a, such a typical <laughs> former rodeo queen and such a typical lawyer. I have questions yeah. written out, but we originally said we were going to do rapid fire questions. Turns out a lawyer and a journalist can't come up with <laughs> rapid fire questions. Surprise. Literally. And I actually did pretty like surface level stuff because I want this episode to be where our friends can actually get to know us. And I call you guys friends because if you're listening, you're in, but yeah, we just want to get you guys, um, kind of in the know. So you get to know a little bit more about us. Absolutely. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Okay. Catherine, what advice would you give your younger self and don't make it scripted? Come on. That's a, that's definitely a tough question. I think My best advice, I have gotten a lot more adaptable as I've gotten older. I used to really get frustrated and flustered when things didn't go according to plan. And honestly, this this sounds silly, but rodeo did that to me. The level of adaptability in my life really came a lot from rodeo, also from traveling, from traveling abroad to understand that everything's going to work out. And So from a smaller perspective of just plans going awry to the larger picture of things work out, they don't work out necessarily how you've planned them, but 
in order to have a happy, positive life, you just keep rolling with the punches. Sometimes rolling with the punches turns out so much better than you ever had planned in the first place. And I have so many stories we could get into with that, but that's, that's, I guess, my advice to not be so worried about what you think you should be doing, what other people think you should be doing, but kind of roll with what God throws at you, what life throws at you and see what happens and do your your best, obviously, but that, no, I love that though. It's so true. Like it is funny. The older I've got, the more I'm like, okay, Alexis, let go of control. I am a control freak. And so it is hard for me. So I love that answer. That's great. It's hard, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to do the next one or do you want to ask me? Yes. Do you want to just roll through or do you want me to? Okay. Okay. I'll ask you. We'll, We'll start off easy because my dog is jumping all over me right now. He wants me to play with his toys. Normally he's so good. When I work, he knows he's supposed to either lay in his bed or lay on the chair with me. But right now I think he heard your voice. He's like, oh, it's fun time now. Yeah. I like Cavaliers. (laughs) exactly (laughs) you like this kind of king charles so i'm gonna start with just tell me about your dogs my dogs okay guys i have a blue healer named pippa and she is the best dog ever and it's kind of funny we got her this is so like random but i had a dog named mia and she was my pride and joy she was a yorkie she went everywhere with me even when i interviewed she sent my purse like this dog traveled the world with me um and she passed away the year we got engaged actually right before the new year um in 2019 and so when she passed away it was like the first day of the year and we had just gotten pippa because i wanted another dog and i was like oh it'd be fun to have a dog it's an outside dog but Pippa is my pampered princess. She is a blue healer, but she wears bow collars. Um, she has disco parties with me. Like she dances with me. <laughs> We're so, um, but she is definitely Sage and I is pride and joy. We go on walks every day together. And then I have Winston, the tiny red terror who is a poodle and <laughs> everybody loves Winston, but he, we got him actually funny story. We adopted him. I was looking for a poodle. Um, when I got sick a few years ago, I went through a really dark period. And I thought, I told my husband, I was like, I think I want a small dog again. Like, I think I'm finally open for it. And this was last year. And he was like, okay, like, um, if you want to do that, like I'll help you find a good dog. So we found Winston. He was a breeder dog. Um, they got rid of him because he only had one male part. Um, so he couldn't read. <laughs> Go so does that. <laughs> so basically... Um, we got Winston and he is a poodle, red curly arrow. He is super wild guys. And think of the dog, like the other day we were sitting outside and I was helping Sage with something in the garage and he took off across the parking lot after the FedEx guy and jumped in his truck and started riding down the road with him. So that describes Winston perfectly, but yeah, there are babies. We love them so much and they're very spoiled in this household. I love Winston so much. Winston taught so I don't know if we talked about my, how old my little dog is, but he's about seven months old. And the first time he met Winston, it took about 30 seconds for Winston to teach him how to jump on furniture. That's Winston. He um, knows no rules. I'll put it that way. And then Pippa is the most polite dog. If steals toys laying on the ground, she'll walk around it. She's literally an angel, <laughs> like the sweetest dog of all time. So yeah, those are my pups. And then I have a cat named Mike. And Mike was named after Mike Pence. I also had a cat named Donald after Donald Trump because he was orange. But unfortunately, 
when we moved around the house. Took to the streets. <laughs> so he lives on the streets now, but Mike, he stays on her back porch. Mike's yeah. living a good life. Mike is living a very cush life for sure. Okay. My next question for you, what does success mean to you? I think that's kind of different for everyone. So I was like, I think this boy viewpoint too has probably changed than it did five years ago for you. I like that you were saying you did surface level ones when you're asking me deep questions right now and I asked <laughs> you about your dogs, but okay. Okay. So what does success mean? I think success to me is really giving back to others. I actually went to law school because I felt I had the skills and the personality to be able to help people. And I always feel a, a need to make a difference in the world, but doing that is, is by helping people, by helping my community, by lifting others up. And I, I think that has really permeated into all aspects of my life, whether it's helping rodeo queens. We talked about earlier, I was, I was in my twenties. I was about to age out every time I ran for rodeo queen title. And I barely knew what a rodeo queen was during my first pageant. And I worked so hard and learned everything. So I've turned around and tried to create resources for girls that are like me that don't know how to get into that industry because I want to be able to help them and give them the tools I wish I had. So I think that's kind of defined just about everything I have done in my life is how can I help others and how can I make an impact by helping and lifting up others? Because to me, that's, that's the whole purpose of life. And so that's why I think that's the definition of success. And that definitely comes in, you know, we, we talk about in our personal lives, we are both Christian faithful people. And I think that's definitely something that ties in a lot to my faith of defining success as helping others and lifting up community. I love that. You know, speaking of that, like you and I've talked a lot, like you said about our faith and how it impacts our daily life and how we try to lead Christ-like lives. I mean, but one thing that really stood out to me is like, you said that that's what you want out of life. In my college, our motto for my college was a measure of a life is its service. And I truly love that because I'm like, it was on our emblem right when you walked on to campus there at Sam Houston. So I love that. That is, that is success to me too, is how you can get back. And it changes a lot. You know, when we're younger, everybody wants to be a girl boss. Now I'm like, what can I do with that substance and what I've gathered? So I love that. So I had to relook up. This is so hilarious. I was like, oh, I need to relook up our, our Notre Dame motto because it's in Latin. And of course it is. I said, I said in the last episode, I majored in both finance and medieval studies. Well, to graduate with medieval studies, you were supposed to take Latin. And I, I sweet talked my advisor every single semester into taking a class about you know, whatever, whatever else was interesting at the time, Tudor England, Renaissance art, instead <laughs> of taking Latin. And so I graduated without taking Latin, even though I was supposed to take Latin. And my entire graduation ceremony was in Latin. And <laughs> my, my advisor's like final laugh was she didn't give me a program to translate the Latin. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. They did a full medieval graduation where they hit us on the head with the gospel. And it, it was really cool. But anyways, Notre Dame's motto is life, sweetness, and hope after the Virgin Mary, because it's named after the Virgin Mary. 
Okay. We did good. We're doing so good at this. Like I'm just gonna pat myself on the back because yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. Okay. So my next question is, oh my gosh, I have some deep ones, but I just, okay. The mega millions. Let's do this one. The mega millions is huge right now. What would you do if you won the lottery? Okay. If I won the lottery. So I have two things I'd want to do. Obviously I'd want to travel. That's something that I told you I want to go to Europe really bad. But my other thing I want to do is Sage and I actually want to start a foundation that become legendary foundation. And we really want to use it to impact and help other people. So I would definitely donate a large portion of that so that we could give back and help other people. And I know that sounds super cliche, but like, I don't know. I believe what you put out in the world comes back into you tenfold and it's not always money. Sometimes it's just good fortune in other ways. So yeah, I probably give up, give it up a lot. And then um, help some people that really needed it. There's so many things that like, <clears throat> I'm one of those people since I've been a little girl, you'll appreciate this. I, from a young age wanted to do anything charity. And so for me, like I would send dimes to March of dimes as a seven-year-old, I had adopted all these tigers in Africa, like anything charity wise I did as a child. And my mom, like Alex, like I would do the can drives. Um, I joined my sorority because it was breast cancer awareness foundation was like our big person that we're doing. It was a season Komen foundation. So like anything charity, like I just love my husband said, I would go broke giving money away because I really, I love feeling of helping people. So I love that. And I, I wish we had found each other earlier in life because yes, <laughs> I was in high school. I was trick-or-treating for canned food for the food bank. And <laughs> yes. We really are those girls y'all. <laughs> We're the same person and I love it so much. Oh, okay. When were you the happiest in your life? With your life, I guess. With your life, not in your life. Bad grammar, sorry. That's such a hard question for me because I try to not think about and idolize certain points in my life because I think it's such a dangerous thing to do to get caught up in the past and think, you know, think like, Oh, the best part of my life has already happened. I'm a firm believer that the best is always yet to come in your life and your life gets better and richer and all of that as you get older. But, Oh, that's such a hard question. There's so many, some of the things that I think about my family, (laughs) my family is very into Christmas. That actually is what my, my parents did when I was growing up, they owned a Christmas business. They, my, my parents built it up from nothing. Really cool story, which we can do that on another podcast because otherwise we're going to have every episode be three hours, but yes. So my parents made Christmas ornaments growing up. So Christmas was a huge part of our lives, but also my parents worked so hard to make Christmas so special for us and to feel that magic. So I feel like every Christmas for me is such a happy time. And every Christmas I get the opportunity to just reflect on what last year has held, what I want the next year to hold, the people that I love, that kind of thing. And that sounds, that's such a generalized answer, but seriously, just about every Christmas, I feel like I'm so happy because everybody comes together and celebrates and it's about joy And I am the person who would love to celebrate like that every single day of my life. I know it wouldn't be special, but just everyone I feel like has the most joy in their heart and happiness at Christmas. So I feel like I'm the happiest at Christmas. Oh, I love that. That was actually my next thing was your favorite childhood memory. So it tied all in together. And Mackie, you keep stealing your mom's 
arm and she keeps turning away from the microphone. <laughs> Let me pick this animal up. Oh my gosh. I told you guys, this is real raw. So <laughs> this is I'm back. shenanigans, full shenanigans. He plays with my parents' golden retriever all day and he hasn't played with her much today. So he has a lot of energy, but hopefully now that he's sitting with me, I won't turn away from the microphone as much. So Sorry about the weird sound, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. What is your favorite first genre of movie? Second all-time favorite movie. Okay. Um, genre is probably gonna be crime. All-time favorite movie is a time to kill. I, I've loved it since I was 12 years old the first time I watched it. So I grew up, my parents always taught me to love everyone, regardless of skin color, anything else. So watching that movie, I think it really showed the worst of humanity and how you can combat it with the best of humanity. And if you haven't seen that movie, I highly suggest you watch it because that's when I first started falling in love with crime in the justice system because like in it, it's just a crazy story. Like, I don't want to give it away, but you need to go watch that movie it has Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, young Sandra Bullock. Like when I watch I still, every time it's on TV, I watch it. My dad showed me it as a little girl and it probably wasn't a little girl appropriate show, but, um, yeah, I love that in the end, good wins. It doesn't matter based on skin color or anything else. So good always wins. I love that. I need to go watch it again now. So good. So good. Okay. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? How, Ooh, how would I spend my time? If I had time is the most valuable currency, I think it really is. That's absolutely true. And it's hard. I love to do so many things. And I feel like you're always, all of us, I say you in the general sense, all of us think, oh, I'll do this when I have a little more time or I'll do this when I'm older and I'm retired. So definitely lots of time riding my horses. I love my horses. They are so much fun. They're just right now I have four and they're just, they're a blast. So I'd spend a lot of time riding my horses with my mom because I love riding my horses with my mom. She started horseback riding because I started horseback riding, which I think is so cool the way she supported me with that. Definitely spend lots of time with my friends and family. I love to travel. I would love to spend more time traveling. I've traveled a lot of places abroad, but I'd like to keep traveling abroad and in the U.S. to see history and to learn. I am a lifelong learner. I love learning new things. I love learning and then getting to see the places that history played out and understand. I love understanding different cultures in different countries. So there'd definitely be a lot of travel, a lot of reading, riding my horses, spending time with my animals and friends and family. And I also, <laughs> I am a fly fisher. I love to fly fish. There would be a lot of time fly fishing in Montana, a lot of time downhill skiing, and of course, knitting would have to be in there somewhere, right? <laughs> oh my God. I had to say that just for you. <laughs> I love that you knit. I think it's such a like time old tradition. So I think it's cool that you still do that because our generation doesn't take time to do stuff like that. I just <laughs> like it because for me, if I'm watching a TV show thing right now, I just introduced my parents to 1923 
And we had so much fun. We got to go to the premiere of that in Las Vegas, which was amazing. And I love 1923, but we will sit and watch it. And I just, I don't have to look so I can just nip and watch the show. And, and it's a nice thing because otherwise my inquiring mind will be Googling every detail of the show every minute. I do that too. So I never really relax. So knitting helps me relax. I like it. You need that in your life. So I think, yeah, time, we all need more time, honestly. That was a good question. Okay, what character trait do you value most in a friend? Oh. Or you can say in anybody, whether it's a professor, a family member. I think compassion. And the reason I say that is because you have a lot of compassion. Um, We've talked about this a lot. You need all kinds of friends, right? Every person brings a new value to your life in the sense they teach you something about yourself and maybe open your mind and your horizons to explore different things that you might not have done on your own. So like, I do believe you need all kinds of friends, but compassion to me is a huge component because when you have compassion, you value others' opinions and how they think of themselves in the sense of like, how do I put this? Like, compassion is just a huge component because in our world right now, we don't have a lot of it. We need more uh, compassion. Sure. My husband just came in the house, <laughs> but um, we need more compassion. So I think, yeah, compassion, you are such a great friend and you're very compassionate. So that's one thing I admire about you. Well, I love that. Cause that's something that you definitely have a lot of as well. And I agree with you. I think that if the world had more compassion, it would definitely be a better place. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, okay. Keep it lighthearted. What's your favorite aisle in the grocery store? (laughs) I'm really having to think on this one. That is such a hard question. (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, there's all kinds of aisles. There's ice cream aisles, bread aisles. Okay, that's fair. Probably ice cream aisles. (laughs) I'm a huge ice cream fan. Ice cream is like my life weakness. I swear if it's in the freezer, it sings a siren song to me. I can hear it. I can't deny (laughs) it. It just, it's there for me. So yeah, ice cream would definitely be in the top. I actually really like the grocery store. That might be kind of odd, but my mom would, has taken me since when I was a little girl, she started taking me. And then now I kind of enjoy like, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to work from the produce aisle all the way down to the frozen and all the things we, the little things now we like as adults, like what? As a kid, I definitely liked the bakery the best because they had cookie samples Mm. and that's That's kind of important, but I like the one when I walk past it. That's a good point. Well, so I just moved back from Wyoming though, and you couldn't buy any type of, any type of alcohol in the grocery store. So I wasn't even thinking about that, but I mean, that's a good point. Wine and ice cream are amazing. Oh my gosh. Actually, number one favorite aisle in the grocery store is the coffee aisle. (laughs) When I was a little girl, mom would let me, if you know how you twist it and the beans come out. Yeah. If there were extra beans laying on the bottom shelf, like if there was one bean, she'd let me eat that one bean and feel so special. She, and I have laughed about this now. And she said, maybe it wasn't a good life choice letting a child eat coffee beans, but I turned out fine. 
but coffee now oh, you're just addicted to coffee <laughs> I am but we justify that from the standpoint of I grew up in Washington state like do you have a choice yeah. no you're addicted to coffee she didn't let me drink coffee until middle school. I will say that. And I actually don't think I was really allowed to drink it until high school. I think I just got like a little bit in middle school. We have a joke in our house too, that decaffeinated coffee is the devil's blend. So <laughs> it's fine. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Let's ask each other two more questions, but one of them I'm going to need Sage for, and he just walked in. You're good. You can do your thing real quick. Go ahead. I'll let you ask your question first. Okay. My other lightweight fun question is what color toenail polish do you have right now? Pink. Always pink. Pink, white, or red. Those are my colors. Mine's pink right now too. Well, we're about to do a fun photo shoot together. So everything. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Okay. Do you have, oh, I know. What's your favorite kind of pie? Pie. Oh, I love cherry pie. So when I was in college, I played a farmhouse and it was like home cooked meals, like chicken, fried chicken, stuff like that, <laughs> the unhealthy stuff. And now that we, as adults, like a question eat that, but it had the best fried pies and they were little and cherry pie was just, mm. and I make a really good cherry pie. So I like it. I love cherry pie. I just love pie in general. We, we had raspberries in our backyard growing up. So we made raspberry pie all the time. And of course you did. <laughs> I love, I just love pie. Oh, Sage, you want to ask our question now? Sure. Guys, my husband's coming on. I'm so excited. Everybody say hi, Sage. Hello, Sage, hello. no pressure, but we have talked about how great you are a lot. So, and your, your um, pageant days. We talked about that at the well, beginning. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> That's... Well, Sage, so Catherine, this question is actually from Sage and I both to you. Because you know that we admire you and we love you so much and we think the world of you. I'm really so nervous. Sage, Is that weird? <laughs> you, should you should be. be. Um, Sage and I were wondering if you would be Steele's godmother. <laughs> of course. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going to cry. We literally <laughs> were talking about it. We went to Hawaii and we were on a beach together and we were just talking about like, we'd want to have steel if anything happened to us and you were the person that came to mind because you have a lot of the same ideals as us and we know that he's gonna be kind and strong and we just really value the person so for those of you who can't see me on zoom right now it is so embarrassing <laughs> i'm crying <laughs> i can't tell you two how much that means to me thank you so much of, of, of course. course of course we can't think anybody would rather have so i have sage come on for that one love you guys thank you i'm so excited I love you too. We of love course you, we love you now back to our questions thanks Dave. Love you. <laughs> i had to ask real quick he's actually about to go film something and so we have a film crew upstairs in our house right now but um I yeah, no. myself a little bit so <laughs> i was gonna say do you want me to ask the next question sure or do you want to yes. yes do a okay. fun question i'll pull it together okay. <laughs> if you were able to have dinner with anyone past or present who would it be and why? Can it only be one person? No, say you have three people at the table. Okay, love it. Number one, William Howard Taft. So he is my favorite <laughs> former president. He also, he's the only president to be president and on the Supreme Court. He was also chief justice. 
super cool, but without nerding out too much, I absolutely love his constitutional interpretation and narrow interpretation. I just love Taft. I think he's really cool. I'd love to ask him questions. I also <laughs> think it's fascinating. He never wanted to be president. He wanted to be on the Supreme Court. His wife wanted him to be president. Um, but yeah, it says so much to me that he finally got his dream job. Like he said, the presidency is four years. The Supreme Court goes on forever. I oh, love yeah. that that is your person. In what world would I have thought it'd be Taft? Like what? <laughs> My, I mean, I'm excluding the very, maybe I'm not. Okay, so that would be number one. Number two would be Bing Crosby. For those of you that don't know me, I love Bing Crosby so much. Bing Crosby is from my hometown and I just love him. He's just so wonderful. He's my favorite actor, favorite singer. And I just think it would be so much fun. I love Grace Kelly too. I mean, we're going to have to put a limit on me, but some of the other ones. You have a very distinguished dinner. (laughs) This sounds so silly, but some of the other ones would definitely be in very different categories like Monet is my favorite artist I would absolutely love that some of the historically strong women in history uh, one of my one of my absolute favorite historic figures is Mary Stewart of Scotland I would love to just kind of understand what actually went on there's so much about her life that we don't actually know So I really should probably put a limit on this, but excluding the very obvious of Jesus, because everybody would love to have dinner with Jesus. I would also say if possible, the blessed Virgin, I'm Catholic. And obviously I went to Notre Dame and she has just been such a great source of comfort to me over my life in her motherly capacity to us as Christians, that that would probably be the ultimate if I could pick anybody in the world. These are why I need to prepare questions because I get too excited and I have too many people I want to eat dinner with. I mean, those are all really good people. Those are really random. Honestly, I never would have thought of any of those people like ever. I feel like I will listen to this and be like, oh, I forgot this person. I forgot oh, you this will. Person. These people are going to be looking these people up. They're going to be like, wait, who the heck is I don't know anything about him. He was a president. So if you don't know that, you'll learn history. But yeah, people are going to look this up and be like, oh, I was thinking like Dolly Parton. Okay, who are your people? Mine obviously would be Jesus. Um, I would love to do Princess Diana. I think she had a very interesting life. I think she's incredible. Who else? Um, Betty White. Because she lived so many decades. Um, Anne Frank. I would love to like sit down with Anne Frank and hear about her life because although it was short, she made such a profound impact on generations to come. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Dolly would be cool, obviously. Dolly um, is an icon. She is an icon. I'm trying to think of who else. Like, who I'm like, I really wish that I could sit down with them. I wish I could sit down with my grandmother, actually. She passed away when my mom was young and she had breast cancer. And she actually built a church in like overseas. Like she was an incredible woman. And so I think it'd be really neat to sit down with her and kind of see if we had how many similarities we had. So yeah, who's your favorite author? Oh, C.S. Lewis. Classic, of course. I love C.S. Lewis. I love Narnia. I love his apologetics. I took a class on Narnia and his apologetics when I was in college and only class I ever took pass fail. And I have a lot of regrets because I ended up with over a hundred percent in that class. Of course you do. 
I <laughs> love C.S. Lewis. So that, yes, without I a doubt. It. I love so many books, but that's number one. What's yours? Um, probably F. Scott Fitzgerald. My child's making noises for everybody. Um, the reason I fell in love with writing in the first book actually was because of the book, The Great Gatsby. I read it and I hate to say this. Sorry if you're listening from Slater High School. I stole the book. <laughs> from my school because literally so many notes in it I know I told my teacher later I was like I'm sorry I have so many notes in this like this book changed my life and I tell her still to this day the reason I wrote three books was because of that book I love the way he makes words dance like on a page anybody that can use that many descriptive words and make it sound beautiful is just so yeah um what do you like the best about yourself Okay. First of all, I just have to say, I think that's the most scandalous thing you've ever done. Stealing a book that is so out of character for you that it cracks me so out of character. You know, this funny thing is like, I stole it because we were supposed to check it out for two weeks to read it. It only took me like a day and a half. And I went back and I told her, I was like, I keep this book. So I technically didn't steal it. I told her I was going to take it, but still now she that like, isn't okay, character. Alexis. She's like, it's okay, Alexis. I think you're being a little dramatic. So yeah, that was my life story about F Scott Fitzgerald. I still have the book to this day has notes in it and I'm obsessed with it. If you haven't actually read that book, if you've only seen the movie, I highly recommend reading the book. It's totally so different. It makes you feel all the feelings. We read that in high school too. Love it. Okay. What do I like the most about myself? Hmm. I think one of, one of the things that my, my family has told me is one of my, my greatest strengths, but can be my greatest weakness is I always see the best in everyone. I always see the best and the good and the positive in the world. And we, I think we need people like that. That's definitely, I think one of my best qualities because by seeing the best, I think it makes me a kinder, gentler person and makes the world a little bit happier because I'm out there assuming the world is wonderful. It definitely is a weakness, but I think that's what I like the best about myself is that I can I can see the positive and I think it allows me to make situations more fun and happier. Dude, I'm the same person as you. That's literally <laughs> what I like myself too. I see the best. No, I love that. That's good. Okay. I should probably let you ask questions. I just like took over. No, I like it though. You're asking really good questions. Well, thanks. It's like, I've done it before. Wow. It's like you're a journalist <laughs> or something. <laughs> Oh, I know one that I am actually really curious. Who is the coolest celebrity that you've ever met? Oh gosh. You guys, I have wild celebrity stories. I've been serenaded by Luke Bryan. Um, Maren Morris and I have talked about outfits for a long time. Um, when I was little, I got lost in Vegas and Brad Paisley helped my mom me and me reunite. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Literally. So we've like, I've had some crazy, like, I'm trying to think like who would be a celebrity that'd be super out there. I met all the Grey's Anatomy cast. I went to their set and it was really cool. Um, cause as you know, we're, I'm friends with Jim Pickens who plays Dr. Weber. You sat by him at the rodeo the night you went with me. So cool. He was so just <laughs> casually nice too. I love oh, that about him. Nice I don't know. I have been very fortunate to meet a lot of celebrities. And what's weird about it is like, I take it for granted in a lot of ways, but also like 
I see how people act sometimes around my husband. So I'm always kind of like cautious to go over the top because I don't want to be that person makes someone uncomfortable. Like it was so funny when I was in Hawaii, this mom blogger that I follow on Instagram was there. I got a lot of my tips and tricks from her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Sage, that's Briggs mom. So I just like, just go up and say hi. I'm like, she's on vacation. Like, I don't want to interrupt. He's like, dear God, Alex, like she's not even a celebrity, but I thought it was cool. So I don't know. I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of cool people in my life, but the very people are the ones that like, don't act like pompous about anything. Yes. I think that's, that's a good distinguishing factor is the celebrities that realize that they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. Those are the celebrities we like. Amen. Cause I met some of them that I've interviewed and I'm like, Oop. you guys, I have good stories, but I'm not going to tell them. Oh, Hey, funny story. Actually. Um, I was interviewing Thomas Red, and my hair extension fell out. <laughs> I love this. What did you do? I had a microphone guys and I tucked my hair behind my ear. And when I did the tape and extension came out with my fingers. So I'm sitting there talking to him on air and I just pull out a tape extension. He just looks at me and he's just like, and just keeps talking like, thank God, just grab it and put it underneath my seat really quick. I feel like he's so nice, but at he's the same time, nice. his wife is so like low maintenance that he probably yeah. was like, did her hair just fall out? Is she okay? Like <laughs> literally he was really nice about it. He just kind of like giggled a little, but yeah. That's hilarious. I love it. Yes. You all have to stay tuned and keep listening to our podcast to hear more funny celebrity stories because we'll get them out of Alexis over the course of this podcast. It's just going to be a I little bit sued for, um, what is it when you talk about someone? <laughs> like, I don't want to be sued because it's not going to be liable because it's no. all true stories, but yeah. No, there's been some celebrity encounters. Like my friend Cassidy, they used to work with me and she'd come on here and she'd be like, Oh, Alexis, this one, but we're not going to dive into that. We're not yeah. going to do that. We'll save okay. story for a different day. Yeah. What about, um, I was going to ask you something. What else was I going to ask you? Oh yeah. Do you have any other questions for me? I have so many. I can do this all day. I have a list of personality interview questions for rodeo queens in my phone. If we want to go that direction, we can go <laughs> that direction. <laughs> Um, we will have to do that at some point. I love this. Oh, you know, what was so much fun. I just saved these, uh, some of the Miss USA pageant contestants posted some questions that they were asked. Yeah. One of the ones they were very heavily focused on social media. And so I thought they would be kind of fun for us to talk about. One yeah. was how would you use social media to benefit others while holding a title? And I, I thought that. Right. I thought that brought up a really good point about, you know, do you feel celebrities, title holders, sports figures have a duty to be a positive role model to others? A hundred percent. I'm actually disappointed when people don't use their platform for good. I saw a quote the other day from Charles Barkley, actually, and I really, it rubbed me wrong. It was talking about like, I'm not someone to look up to. Now, like, okay, first of all, if you're in the public spotlight or in that platform, like you should use it for good. And don't get me wrong. If that's not who you are, then don't be it. Don't be fake about it. But if you have that much power, um, Lily Reinhardt, I think is how you say her name, the girl that was on Riverdale, when Kim Kardashian came out and said all that stuff about like her body and how she had to lose weight, weight before she did the Maryland dress and all this stuff, Lily was talking about how toxic it was for her to be in that position and be talking about how she starved herself for like three weeks. She's like, girls at home see that and they think they have to do that. 
And so for me, yes, what you say online matters. These people, like you have millions of people following you, especially the new Miss Universe. Like she's going to have a lot of eyes on her. She might as well use her platform for good, but I know it can be exhausting too. Like I know that. So I'm not going to take that from them, but yes, definitely. I think it's important to use it for good. I loved, and I knew we were going to bring this up at some point. So I'm just going to do it. So the three main girls from One Tree Hill have a podcast called Drama Queens. Bad. <laughs> I don't want them on our podcast. And I just listened to an episode where they're talking about in some of the earlier seasons, how different the characters acted than they would have acted as people and Mm -hmm. how they, all three of them, especially in the early seasons when they were in high school, felt a responsibility to high school girls to Mm -hmm. not act so ludicrous and out of character and the actresses fought and pushed back against the screenwriters and they now were like oh my gosh we were 20 21 years old pushing back against these executives but yeah I think it's amazing they were pushing back because they felt a responsibility to other women and to high school girls who would be watching the show and I loved that I do too I mean, you do, if you're in any form of spotlight, whether you're an influencer, a doctor, anything, honestly, like you have a responsibility, I think, to use your platform for good. I truly believe that. Okay. I know another thing, this isn't question-based, but we have to talk about because we're doing it and it's, it's been fun. It's been hard. It's been challenging, but power fit. That's something that definitely takes a lot of our, our text message time up in our lives is guys the whole new year thing we jumped on the bandwagon it's exciting it, it's a lot we wanted to be you know healthier in the new year so we've been doing if you haven't heard of PowerFit, it's Rana Caraba program they have an app now just launched the app and it's it's kicking my butt oh my gosh girl okay this is so bad I walked out to the beach and I worked out every day 5 a.m on my vacation I made sure I was like I'm not going to give up um, partially because it's money motivated, which is so sad, but the other part is we have to tell them about the challenge. Yes. Yeah, the challenge you can win $50,000 guys, $50,000. And so I'm like, I can get my butt up and stop being lazy for 50 G's. Um, but anyways, I was walking to the beach, the back of my legs were cramping so bad guys that I had to put my child on the ground because I couldn't carry him anymore. I was so sore. How bad is that? I mean, horrible. a little hilarious, but Okay. That leads to a good point though. You are working out more than you're working out because you constantly are with steel. I think a lot of moms kind of underplay and undervalue how much strength that they actually have from having a child crawling all over them from carrying a child and still loves to be held. And he's not he's a lightweight. <laughs> he's a chunk guys. Like my child's dead. He is all there. He's a brick. Like I pick up my friend's baby, Sammy this past weekend. And he was just so little, like little strap felt so light. And then I picked up steel and I'm like, gosh, dang, like you are all there. He's a big boy, but hey. yeah, no, we're doing the program. We're doing it. We're going to stick to it. We I are going to stick to, to come on the podcast. We absolutely should. I think it'd be so much fun to listen to her story. You know, it's very inspirational. We're having so much fun doing this, but dang, it's a challenge. It's really pushing me so far out of my comfort zone. I was very blessed when I was younger and I would accumulate muscle really quickly. And so I could work out pretty easily and was pretty healthy without having to do too much, but you know, we're in our thirties now. So that's fun. 
fly. It just slows down a little when you hit 30. But really, though, we should have Randa on next week. Actually, you're coming to Texas for a little birthday. Um, what else do we have coming up that we need to talk about? I'm so excited about the birthday. We're going to have so much fun. And I think this is this is my favorite thing. This tough little boy, child of a bull rider, is he's going to be a golfer. We just we have plans. We have dreams. No pressure steal. If you're listening to this 10 years from now. <laughs> We're manifesting you to be a golfer. So I'm so excited because you have put together the world's cutest golf golf theme of Steel Mastered his first year. And it's going to be so fun. Oh my gosh, I know. And we're being super helpful. So we're not going to be bad girls. <laughs> not that it's bad to enjoy. Okay. Let me re. Okay. Yeah. I re- remember people take this kind of literal at times. So let me go back and preface. You can have cake. Let them eat cake. Absolutely. You can have cake. Cake is just an important part of life, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, it's like a core food group, really. Especially birthday cake. Birthday cake is something I take very seriously in my life. My birthday, though, I am a child about my birthday. Cake on birthday is very important. We're just trying to be healthier and make better decisions. And we don't want to allow ourselves to open up the slippery slope of uh, my sweet tooth, which is terrible. Same. Oh my gosh. Same. That's why we're just going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, so that's coming up. We're going to do our photo shoot for our podcast. Um, do you guys think we should start an Instagram for our podcast or what should we do? Like we want your input. And also we love it when you guys review and write us messages, send pictures listing. We've gotten so many of those. It's, it's really humbling that you guys care enough to listen. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'd love your questions. I mean, we did a bunch of fun questions today, but send us questions. You can DM us, whatever is the easiest, but we're just, we're having so much fun. And this is a fun way to kind of be open books. And like we said, we want to get to know you and for you to get to know us. So send your questions and we'll answer them next week. Yeah. And moving forward, good luck this week. If you guys have any crazy stories that you want to send to us, even like, I can't believe I read that send them our way and we'll read them on air and give you some credit. Absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Okay. Well, this is definitely, I don't know how we're going to top this episode because well, we're so random though. If people are listening at home, I think we should preface that we're both ADHD. So (laughs) if you have not figured that out, this is the most random episode. I made Catherine cry in the middle of it. Then I made her laugh. Then she told me how she wanted to have dinner with Taft. Wow. This was really random. I love Taft. First of all, I knew Taft was going to come up at some point. I knew I'd cry at some point. So we just knocked those out in the same episode. And I'm proud of us for that. Oh, another thing we talked about is potentially doing some mini episodes with guests. Just like I said, coffee is my favorite thing. But kind of just doing like we sit down, like we're having coffee with a friend and chat with a guest. So tell us what you all think of that. We really, really want to know. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll tell some of y'all stories on here too. Like have some of you guys on. That'd be fun. Yes. If you want to join our podcast, let us know. We can, yes, we can start planning out guests. It's going to be so much fun. Well, thanks for coming to our girl talk today, guys. We love you all. We hope you have a great week. Yes. Happy, happy week. And we will see you next week and talk about all the fun one-year-old birthday with my godson. Okay. I'm going to cry again. So we're going to need to end this. 
Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more.